I'm Adam Mock, a 40-something-year-old film critic, and we're going to talk about this crazy little thing called love. I'm Melanie Weir, a 27-year-old writer, and it's crazy, it's (laughs) stupid, it's Steve Carell. (laughs) We're about to make you watch a podcast. Welcome back to Made You Watch a Podcast, and this time it was Melanie's turn to pick a romantic movie for me to watch. What'd you pick, Mel? I picked the rom-com Crazy Stupid Love that Will showed me, like, half a year ago, and that I was rolling on the floor laughing at. So I was like, (laughs) I gotta share this one. (laughs) Yeah, so this is um, from 2011. It's directed by Glenn Ficarra. Sure. And John Requia. I don't okay. know. I don't that name know. actually sounds familiar. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even. I've never heard of these guys. Uh, he did. I love. He wrote a lot of stuff. He he did Jungle Cruise, Cats and Dogs Three. <laughs> Bad, okay. Oh, they were the writers of the Bad Santa series. Oh, okay. That's All how. Right. That's how we know them. And it was written by. And I, mm, I noticed this because we. I watched the film ahead of time. It's written by Dan Fogelman. If that name sounds familiar, it's the guy who uh, created This Is Us, that that like crazy NBC show, but where you just wait every week to find out how the dad died. Yeah, I. It's like the ugh. opposite of How I Met Your Mother. It's awful. That shows. I don't know why so many that, people were duped they, by how you know good what? that show is. I have is. beef with that show personally. <laughs> I not even start the thing yet. Because in 2018, my little Philadelphia-born self was so excited to be at my boyfriend's college house for the Super Bowl that year that the Eagles won and we were celebrating and the win hadn't even sunk in on me yet because the closest (laughs) we'd ever come to winning the Super Bowl was when I was in third grade and everybody got all excited and we got dressed up at school and then we lost and it was like the whole town was depressed and then we have this again and directly after that they put on the most depressing episode of television I've ever seen in my goddamn life. So the mood in the room was instantly crushed. Was it the Crockpot episode? No. The, oh. The one with the dad died. Spoiler for the stupid show that's over. Dad dies by Crockpot. They build up the fact that the dad dies by a Crockpot fire. He doesn't fire. even, though. Yeah, he doesn't he die in the fire because that's the thing. I watched the whole episode. He doesn't die in the fire. He doesn't die of smoke inhalation afterwards. He has a heart attack. So you think he's fine. Still they a bait you. Pot. No, because it's worse. They bait you with it the entire time. They think, oh, no, he has to go back to save the dog. He has to go back to save the daughter. Like, it's going to be their fault. And then he's in the hospital, and you think, like, everything's fine? Yeah. What? Like, did he live? And then the mom leaves to get a candy bar, and he dies. And it's like, it's... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's so... It's it's rude writing. It's it's in there for shock value. I wish people would stop doing I, this. I despise that show. My girlfriend watched like the first five episodes and gave up. She's like, this is awful. It's I can't stand shows where or and I'm bringing him up because it's an important part of this movie at the end. The way the man writes is everything's coincidental and these people who would never meet in a million years somehow meet under the most ridiculous circumstances that would never freaking happen. He did another movie um, which got annihilated. People hated it. It was called Life Itself. It was, on, it was an Amazon movie. It had a t- Antonio Banderas and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Moon Knight. 
Oh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Olivia Wilde was in it. I mean, everybody's in this movie. Uh, Mandy Patinkin. It was so ridiculous. And so just around the... Like, people from Spain are meeting people in America. And it through an accident. And then suddenly their kids 20 years later hook up. And you're like, no, no, no. This would never happen. They never would meet this way. I don't like his writing. This is different. Okay. This doesn't do it until the end. Oh, I like the end. I like the end, but it's kind of a ridiculous... It never would happen that way. Okay, fine. It would never work that way. Too many things would get in the way. I'll give you that. Before we get to the end, though, we should talk about the beginning. Yeah. 25 years of marriage and you have nothing to say? I'll just say it. I slept with someone. If you keep talking, I'm going to get out of the car. I think the fact that I did it, it just shows how broken we are. How much, how much we really... Oh, my God! You're getting a divorce? Yeah. Amy heard you crying in the bathroom. We all thought it was cancer. Oh. Thank God, man. Yeah, (laughs) just my relationship. (laughs) Hi. Can I buy you a drink? Uh Uh-huh. Let's get out of here. Want to get out of here? What are you doing later? (laughs) I don't know. I do. There's lots of beautiful women in this bar, but I can't take my eyes off of you. It's time to go home. Oh, it's forward of you, but okay. Yeah. Should uh, I pull the car around? Have you been drinking? I'll drive. Hey, ladies man guy. Any tips of the trade? Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man. Why don't you take that straw out of your mouth? It looks like you're sucking on it. <coughs> okay. You're sitting there with a Supercuts haircut, and you're wearing a 44, and you should be wearing a 42 regular. Credit card. Where are your wallets? sleep in there? Jeez, God. Yeah, probably. You would? You gotta take control of your manhood, pal. Can you put on some clothes, please? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this bothering you? Beautiful. Mm. Mm. What do you want to do with me? I want to show you off to my ex-wife and make her really jealous. <laughs> oh, man. I met a girl, and she is a game changer. She's your soulmate, right? Go get her back. Wow, how old are you? <laughs> I'm in love with her, and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know when you and I stopped being us. You know, when I told you that I had to work late, I really went to see the new Twilight movie by myself. And it was so bad. Oh, I should have fought for you. Take off your shirt. Why? Will you take off your shirt? Seriously? It's like you're photoshopped. So. <laughs> this movie starts off so strong, and you go in, is he going to be playing like kind of like a Michael Scott in yeah. character again? And the question is answered <coughs> in the second scene. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Steve Carell as Cal, and he's out to dinner with his wife, Julianne Moore, named Emily. And. They're look, they, they look like a normal couple out on, like, date night. They they span up. They go through the whole restaurant. And Everyone's playing footsie. Playing footsie. Have you he, ever played footsie? Maybe once. I have never played footsie with anyone. Like, unless it was a complete accident. I've never had a girl, nor like, have I done this to a girl. in a sexy way. Where, no, that's what I'm saying. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that in the wild. Like, maybe it's like a playful thing. Like, like a flirty little banter thing. I've never seen that in the wild. I, I, I'm i trying to remember if it's ever actually... Because for one, unless you have your shoe you know off, what? it's okay, kind of gross. Okay, during the pandemic, 
like like during during the day, you're both sitting at the same work table and like you're bored and you just start kicking each other. Well, that's different. I'm talking about like you're out to dinner, and you're like sharing like dessert, Not, like, violently. and your little feet are touching and it's so cute. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that's a thing. Like I've I never had a foot in my crotch. I don't think that that's an easy <laughs> thing to. The standard table distances at restaurants, I don't think allow. Yeah. For that. Yeah. I don't know. It was just when I saw it happen, I was like. I don't think I've ever experienced playing footsie. Next time I go out to dinner, I'm going to be thinking about this. <laughs> Just going to take your shoe off and start fucking with Will? No! That's <laughs> why would you take your shoe off in a restaurant? So you can get grippy a little more. Stop that. <laughs> Stop that forever. Stop this conversation. At the beginning of this movie, you, you pan up and their feet are doing nothing. Yeah, their feet are doing nothing. He's wearing New Balance sneakers, oh, those which are... are apparently cool now again. No, they're not. New Balance are never cool. They're dad shoes. Anyway, they're, so he's wearing dad, dad shoes. shoes and khakis. And she's wearing, she's looking tight. She looks gorgeous. Julianne Moore, she rarely, I mean, she can, she, it's hard to make Julianne Moore look bad. It's also, it's, it's not really that easy to make Steve Carell look bad. Yeah. That, you can make him look You plain. can make him schluppy. Yeah. It's easy to make him it's look schluppy. It's his hair. Once you fuck with his hair. That's how you can make Steve Carell look, look bad. Like he had that when he first meets Ryan Gosling, he has that like his the Chekhov haircut. The, the, the Michael Scott, <laughs> the combed over, but not even... No, not... Michael Scott is like that slick back nonsense That's only hair. season two. I never got past season one. Oh, Adam. You know I never got past season yeah, one. Yeah, he gets plugs at a certain point, I think, and his hair is just better. No, the Michael, the standard... In real life or in the show? I don't know. I don't know. His I'm going to say... I don't know if it's plugs or Rogaine or what, but he had more hair. He had less hair in the beginning of The Office than he did at the end. Wow. Okay. So they're trying to figure out, like, what I guess what they're going to have for dessert. And, and he's like, why don't we just say what we want on the count of three? One, One two, two, three. three. Creme brulee. Divorce. Divorce. <laughs> and he just sits there. He doesn't say anything. And then it cuts to the car, and he's still not saying anything. And, and she, she won't shut saying everything. She's an idiot. She's just making it worse. Yeah. And she just starts talking about their problems. She's like, I think the fact that I did. And she's like, I cheated on you. I slept with someone. And then she starts talking about who it is. And then she's what like, you remember him. What was the guy's David name? David Lindhagen. Lindhagen. From the, from, you met him at the party. Anyway, I think the fact that I did it just shows how broken we are. And he's like, stop talking or I'm going to get out of the car right now. The car's moving. The car's going for And she's like, what? 20. No, I'm going to have a conversation. Okay, I'm going. And he and just, he just like, gets, buckles his belt and he, that tuck and roll is tight. He tucks and rolls with nothing on his face. And it, it's like being, he gets like two little grease stains on his shirt. He just it's pretty awesome. And that was when I knew when I first watched this movie, I was like, this is something special. <laughs> and they get back to the, they, they, you cut back to the house and it's the daughter played by Joey King. She's young in this. Yeah. She's, she's like just a little crazy. Nine, sugar. Maybe. She's just a little sugar ball. She's just freaking out. Like she's a Tasmanian devil. She's not really a character. She wants, she's child. She wants sugar and to do the TV dance. Yeah. She's there because they need a babysitter character. Yeah. That's the only reason she's there because, um, Robbie played by Jonah Bobo. Um, they're being babysat by, uh, Leo Tipton. She's plays. What's her name? Je uh, Jessica. Je yeah, I think so. Okay. So Jessica's playing with the, with the little girl and she's like, all right, you got to get to bed now. And she goes upstairs opens the door on Robbie without knocking. He's 13. What do you think he's Are you doing? stupid? Oh, and she's just, he's like, whoa, get out. And she's like, 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then, but he then he comes downstairs and he's like, I think of you. He's leaning against the wall like a stud. He's just like, so, sorry you had to see that. <laughs> that was so fun. He, I, I gotta say, he's my favorite actor in this movie. He's, he's so. Just a little guy. He's all, dude. but he's so astute to every, even the things he does are stupid because he's a 13 year old dumb dumb who's in love. But he like but almost he, gets it. But he he's so like brilliant. Like the the Scarlet Letter scene is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, like it's like you know what you are showing uh, not great reading comprehension, but certainly good for your age, especially because the oh, yeah. the Scarlet Letter isn't usually taught until like the tenth or eleventh grade. Oh, we didn't have to read that till I was probably about sixteen. That was summer reading before my I want to say junior year of high school. Oh, okay. He is young to be doing <clears throat> the Scarlet Letter. Old. That was, I know they needed it for the plot, but that was a terrible choice. Yeah, it was weird. The whole thing with him and the babysitter is weird because he's in he is in love with her. Which, like, okay, like he's a middle school boy, she's a high school girl. And like, that's a situation. She's seventeen. That occurs, and that's very important. He is thirteen. Yes. She is seventeen. Unfortunately, the film makes that a very important fact. And and honestly. It almost didn't need to be in in, in this movie. I, I really, it's a great storyline. It's cute. Yeah, no, it doesn't need to and, be there. But it, it, you could have taken it out. It would have been fine. Like it, it was like because there's was, so many fucking they were stories to going give it on. A theme and like make it so that Cal like had to be better for his son, so that his son had a good example. But like they could have made it. But the son was already like super respectful to women. He like really like just knew how to just ex- like tell someone how much he cared. Yeah, he I had don't... a g- kind of a good idea of like fighting for love was like his big thing with his father. He's like, if you love something enough, you should really try try for it. Maybe they should have talked to a thirteen year old boy. Yeah, I really? feel like the writer. Oh, he was lost, talking like a twenty five year old. Lost perspective. On and it was okay. It's okay if he wants to be a manny character and he wants to be mature. But to, to speak of modern family, I think a lot of the situations they put the kid in, kids in on that show, why the kids are such good characters, is that they're realistic kid situations. Yeah, they're they're age appropriate. Like of and also of their time. Yeah, like they were time period age appropriate. Yeah. So this kid, he he tells Jessica that he's like madly in love with her, and that's he thinks about her when he's doing that. And she's just like, ew, oh, stop, stop please. it, please, Robbie, enough. And then the parents come home, and Steve Carell doesn't see that he's standing on the other side of the room. And he's just like... And she's like, how was dinner? He's like, good, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he's like, oh, hi, Robbie, you didn't see her there. And Robbie Robbie takes it pretty well. He's just like, what, you're getting a... Okay, um, I just <laughs> got caught jerking off by my babysitter, and you're getting a divorce. I'm a man now. Well, then somebody else is like, he <laughs> jumped out of a car, and Robbie's like, you jumped out of a car, and he's like, yeah, yeah I, I did, buddy. I did do that. <laughs> I did. I did do that. The way, Carell is hilarious. He's classic. I, I miss this Carell. Carell got a little oversaturated for me. How? He was just kind of the same shtick for a while, and I but think I a lot of that was the off. I, I love his shtick, too, but shticks get old quick with me. Like, like I love Ryan Reynolds, but he has a shtick. You know, he has yeah. a shtick. And he's Sokka from Avatar. He's in everything. I mean, he's always the same character whenever he's in. He's in he, Deadpool is nothing more than free guy who's not cursing at people. I mean, really. 
He's not that, but I love him. He has a good, he's got a good brand. Steve Carell has a, has a certain brand. I guess characters with brands like that have to be away for just long enough for you to start to miss them. Exactly, and I haven't watched something with Steve Carell since we were. You would throw The Office on once in a while, and oh, that was I'm... the only thing I was watching of his. I am always watching something with Steve Carell. Steve Carell's voice will soothe me to sleep like oh, nothing else will. He's a great he. He's a great straight man, and he's a great funny man. Yes, I think I think. He, because he doesn't go as far as, let's say, a Will Ferrell would. Will Ferrell can do that, too. I've seen him do it. Will Ferrell can play straight man beautifully. I, you know, I haven't he just seen Stranger Than Fiction. He just doesn't do it, you know? Um, where Steve Carell can play that comedy very subtly and believably. And I think that's what I like about him so much. He basically, you know, he tells, he's like, I, I, I'll, um, I'll move out tonight. Um, uh, I'll talk to you later. Just... Make sure the lawn's done and this. And he's, he's like, like telling her how to fix the house because he's because he, it's the life that he literally. First off, why is he leaving? She cheated on him. He gets everything in the divorce. The person who cheats is automatically in the wrong. I guess he. Just but like, I guess because she's a, a, a women do win more divorce cases. No, I, I think literally in he his eyes, couldn't. he was like, "I gotta get out of here. Yeah. I can't." He's just a pushover. Not even a pushover. I think he is literally one of those people that has to dissociate when something goes that catastrophically wrong. You're right. And you can see it in his face as soon as, like, he just stops talking. And then he wants to get out of the car. He needs to get away from it. And it's probably the same thing with the house. Like, he can't be in that house where, like, he and his wife raised their babies. He's got to get out of there. Yeah. As, As soon as humanly possible. That scene with the truck where he's where he has all his stuff packed up, he's like... Okay, you just you can just make sure the water's long, and I mean you can turn off the sprinkler system, and I'll show you how to set it. And she's like, and, "But we need to talk about the, the divorce and this and that." And he's just like, "You don't get to say anything." I don't want to talk. Yeah, you cheated on me. Right he goes, "This was done the day you cheated on me," and he just gets in the car. She's like, "Do you need help backing up?" And he goes, "No, I'm don't. You don't want me, so don't." Fucking help me! Like stop! Like you're get, you're just getting your guilt all over. It me. was it. he played that so well. It was so for a, for a kind of a not a wacky comedy, but pretty goofy comedy. He sells pain. Yeah, he and does. it's beautiful. I mean, when until you get to the bar. <laughs> when he gets to the bar, he turns back into Michael Scott. I love when he gets to the bar and he's just trying to talk to all these women about how shit his hey, wife is. My wife cheated on me with <laughs> David Lindhagen. The woman is five seats away and not facing him. And he like taps the bar next to her and he's like, Excuse me, <laughs> my wife is a whore. He's drunk on vodka crayons. <laughs> and, but. Yeah. It has to be said that before we get to the bar scene, we get to this entirely separate, unrelated scene in the same bar that same night with two characters we've never met, who are Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Mm. And Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling is a Playboy, and Emma Stone, Jacob, Jacob, and Hannah, Hannah Banana, and Hannah is a law student who's soon yes. to become a lawyer, and mm-hmm. she is maybe going to marry her current boyfriend. Josh Groban! Who you find out later is Josh Groban. <laughs> Richard is but such a dork. the friend is like, he's her best friend. Liz. Has her, Liz has her best interest at heart, and she's like, oh my god, he's so boring. Like, you could have anybody. You're so hot, girl. What are you doing? Oh, she's so thirsty. Oh my god. She's so thirsty, I that love girl. her. Liz was great. She's... Ryan Gosling walks up to her table, table, and she literally just looks at him and goes, fuck me. <laughs> 
And I love... Now, let me ask you something. If... Because he, he, he lays it on thick with, with Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, not giving up. He's kind of using the friend he's to kind of... He's like kinda... me, being across the room, not being able to look at you. That's a fact. Now... That's not a line. If Ryan Gosling came up to you and did that, would you go home with him? I would be Emma Stone. I am Emma Stone. I was going to... I am the PG-13 bitch. That is how I do all of my relationships. I am just curious... Because if a guy who doesn't look like Ryan Gosling pulls that same shtick, I guarantee you it doesn't work. I'm sure. It works because he's Ryan Gosling. It doesn't work on everyone. I'm saying it doesn't work unless you're Ryan Gosling. Well, yeah, surprise, <laughs> surprise. People want to go home with The guy's people. got, when he takes his shirt off, excuse my French, the man has got cum gutters for days. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, shit, dude. We're, like, you are airbrushed. He was. He was definitely. I think they airbrushed that. They probably. They had to do a makeup job on that body. To be said, obligatory. Don't be wrong. Man's hot. Whenever you see a male body in those scenes, those actors are probably dehydrated and probably haven't eaten anything that day. Oh, definitely. That is how you get definition like that by being dehydrated. Oh, that explains my how good my stomach looks these days. (laughs) Jesus. Drink some water. Oh, man. But he is basically pulling lawyer tricks on her. He's like, let me cross-examine. Let me let me cross-examine. No, mo- may I approach the bench? And he pulls a chair over to their table and just sits down like a baller. He's being cute. He's being cute. I would be charmed. I did. I hated the accent, though. He's that that I you said what I don't hear an accent because he, you said it was a Philly it's accent. Pretty, it's not Philly. I'm pretty sure it's a Delco accent. Okay, I I just you're an actor. You're living in California. Try a different accent because you just sound like Vinny. Well, he kind of this is what is, he sounded like to me whenever he was talking. He almost sounded like because I can't really do that. That like hey hey I don't think that it was pure Delco. I think it was a man with a Delco accent trying to do a normal. I one. didn't. I I just thought he should or have reined it in. He was he was doing a little too much. Like hey baby, how you doing? I, I also just might not know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> he, did you ever know? Did you notice though? He does the accent less when he's trying not trying to be a player. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. When he's just talking normally, he's not putting on the whole air. Oh, for the women. That's so dorky. What's that? I actually think I like that more as but, a character trait that he does like a tiny Italian accent because that's where he took all his tricks from. But it just it seems so smarmy just having that accent because it sounds like he's it's it, it's like verbal catcalling of just Jesus like Christ. hey baby how you doing you know it's just like except he knows how to put the words together and then he distracts them because he's Ryan fucking Gosling so of course they're gonna go home with him. Are you mad that he's hot? No, I'm just saying those tricks wouldn't... I don't think those tricks would even work for Steve Carell the amount of times it worked for him. He gets laid nine well, times Steve in Steve Carell, movie. they also show you... We're getting ahead of ourselves here. But they do show you... He, he pulls women a different way. Well, yeah, he pull, he he he's more humble about it. He's honest. He lets it's, them talk to what him. What Ryan Gosling teaches to him... What, uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're getting Make ahead it about of ourselves her. here. No, what Ryan Gosling teaches him over the course of teaching him how to flirt is really how to be confident in himself. Yeah. And that was the real <clears throat> tutorship, and that's what these movies always come down to. But we've gotten ahead of ourselves. And that's because fine. 
this is the meet cute. So Emma 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 Stone goes home. She's not a factor. Yeah. It's the same bar. The next several nights, Cal is there. His best friend comes and breaks up with him because oh his god, wife yeah. Says we have to choose sides, <laughs> and his wife is like the worst person. Yeah, it's, it's John- like Angela, and it, like if Angela had married Kevin. Oh god, yeah, it's John Carroll Lynch who plays Bernie, the best friend. Great character actor. Yes. He's awesome. I love that guy. And uh, Beth Lilford plays the wife, Claire. And they're Ooh. the parents of the babysitter girl. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's right. They're, they're the babysitter Jessica's parents. And this is also going to be important later. So they, he, he comes in with a ma- – he's like, sorry, I'm late, but I had to go to Macy's and pick something up. It's a bottle of cologne. My wife won't let me hang out with you anymore. He chugs his wine and runs out. He chugs a glass of Chardonnay. He chugs the glass of Chardonnay, then hands him the bag. That's a headache, boy. Like, God, why would you do that? He's like, it's cologne. The the receipt's in there if you want to return it. Like, that was so... And then, finally, he's, like, once again yelling about David Lindhagen. And, finally, Ryan Gosling is like, all right, that's it. He, like, calls him over. And Steve Carell is like, what, me? No, he goes... Doesn't he go to the one girl? Excuse me a second. Say, hey, you. And he snaps. He's like, come here a second. And he's just like, all right, whatever. And he thought Ryan Gosling, I think, was hitting on him. He was him. watching him the entire time also at the bar. And he was like, <laughs> he was, Well, it's because Ryan he, Gosling has permanent fuck eyes. At one point, he goes <laughs> over, he, he looks over at him. And Ryan Gosling is like chatting up two women. And he's like, gay under his breath. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? Fellas, is it gay to flirt with women? <laughs> no, I think it was more like, he's well-dressed and has a bunch of women around him. He must be gay. And it's like, no, yeah. you've just been living in suburbia too long. Yeah, There's no, a difference he's been out of the scene for his whole life because you find out julianne moore was his first love in middle school in middle school he was 14 he was the Uh, same age as like a year older than his son i guess if you met there and everything was perfect why would you and what was he she was the perfect uh, perfect combination uh, of sexy and cute sexy and cute which he uses on somebody else on marissa tomei later he doesn't even he doesn't even use it on her and he's like i'm supposed to say this and he's just like going through his own head she used it against him uh that was a weird situation so ryan gosling is like sit down what what is what is all this like He's like, well, my wife. Div- I know your wife divorced you. Yeah, with David with- for David Lindhagen. Everybody, how do I know that? How do I know such a personal piece of information about you? Everybody in here. Is, you, that's all you've talked about for four days. Nobody that's- in this bar has gotten a moment of rest. <laughs> he's like, we got to get rid of this look. I'll tell you what, I, I want to fix you. And he's just like, why are you doing this? He's like, you remind me of someone. And I I love that line. Because oh. that line comes in handy at the end of this movie, and it's beautiful. It's actually a re- you you you. It builds so perfectly off of that line. That is such a passing thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Meet me at um, the food court in the something something mall, three p.m." And he's just like, "Okay, hey, fancy face, you want to get out of here?" And the girl's just like, "Sure, you drive." And he's like, "Of course I am. Let's go." <laughs> he just and he just leaves with this. Fucking eleven. Yep. Oh god. Oh, they're all. Everybody he takes home is an eleven. Like, dude, he, he, it just must be a petri dish down there. It, oh god. <laughs> I mean, he, you can hope he's using a condom. It, oh, like three. Don't use more than one. I'm always amazed in these movies where, like, 
people are just getting laid every day. It's like by different people. I would be terrified. Yeah, okay. First, I would be how terrified. Do you have the energy for that also. Well, that was the thing I wanted through the whole movie. They don't say what he does. So I'm like it's and 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 his house is like He's like rich. Yeah, and but you find out his, it was basically his dad's money. Mm-hmm. And that's how he lives so high in the hog and he's got nobody. So he just like parties and hits on women all the time cuz why not? What else are you going to do? Because he thinks relationships are pathetic. Yeah. And he even says, he goes, I looked at these people, I, I always thought you were pathetic. He says to, when he does finally fall in love, he says to Steve, I used to look at people in relationships and think they were pathetic. I used to think that was insane. Why would anyone act like that? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that their actions and the things they were doing and saying it's sounded lo- horrific. It's illogical. They meet, is this where they meet up for? They meet up for... For getting, he's, he's oh, sitting he gets there. Oh, new clothes. He's eating, he's standing there eating sabaros on a rail. Like, Ryan Gosling wearing this tight suit, leaning on a railing with sunglasses on, just eating a nasty slice of sabaros. Yeah. You don't eat, listen, folks, don't eat sabaros. It's disgusting. It'll go through you. He ruined that suit later that day, I guarantee you, because sabaros is poison. We have one in, in uh, the mall at my hometown that's rather nice. We had one at Hofstra. It was disgusting. It was the only pizza we we would always order off campus pizza because Sabaros. The only reason you ordered well, yeah, it is because you can put it on pizza. your card. I think the Sabaros. No, this was a legit Sabaros they built into our school, and it was vile. I think the Sabaros in the mall honestly used to be something else because they have like a real oven in there, like a wood oh, fire oven. They could have changed, but this was back when I was in college in the early aughts. It was gross. Oh no, that's when the mall had the Sabaro. <laughs> when there was a mall, maybe I just have met. No, that one's still there. <laughs> The other one's gone. So he's, he he looks at Steve Carell's shoes. He's like, what are those? He's like, those are my New Balance 280s. He's just like... Oh, the 280s. Oh, 280s. Can I see them? He ta- idiot takes his shoes off. Ride guys, he throws them over the rail. And you just hear, boom, boom. Ah! You're not a nurse. You're not a senior. You got no right to be wearing these shoes. You got no right. So now this poor bastard has to walk to the shoe store in bare feet and socks. And he's like, all right. Now we're going to get you some new clothes. Guy your age could do very well for himself. You're a good-looking guy. You know, you know, you only have, like, need six pieces of clothes. You, no, you could, you could, what was it? It was something like you could do anything with 16 articles of clothing, man your age. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of time, so let's get this figured out. He's like, give me, give me a credit card. And he has a Velcro wallet. He's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> The 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 scene of them trying on clothes, and then he gets the haircut. And then he, like, uh, kind of passive-aggressively opens his wallet for him at the last counter, and he, he says, goes, where are your wallets? <laughs> where are your wallets? <laughs> but I love when he, he gets the haircut, and he's coming out with the new clothes on, and Ryan Gosling's hitting on the uh, the haircut, the girl getting the haircut. Oh, my God, yeah. And he's just like, what are you saying to her? That's horrible. Why would... Would you go home? Would you really go home with him? And she's like, yeah, Yeah. of course I would. (laughs) And and then she's like, you look pretty hot. And he's like, see? No, no, no. It's it's even funnier. Until you open your mouth. (laughs) It's even funnier because he's like, is this working on you? And they're both kind of awkwardly like, yeah. And he's like, I I can't with any of this. I feel ridiculous. And she's like, would you go home with him? And she's like, "Uh, would you sleep with him? She's like, I would. And he's like, what? He what starts are you saying right now? What? He starts giggling, and she, he's like, yeah, until you opened your mouth. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, with the exception of a couple of the outfits, like, I didn't understand the sweater. 
Oh, I thought it was cute. Oh, it's so hot. It was a lot of layers. It's too many layers. Men were trying back then, but what they were trying to do was replace colors that they banned for homophobic reasons with just more layers when instead you could just wear a pattern it fellas it's not gay it's like, to wear a pattern it's not bad to wear a pink tie you're fine yeah it's like, like, it's like just, i hurt nothing they're like we have to wear as many shades of blue as possible Ugh, i still can't wear polos to this day i can't wear polos i to hate this day polo. i can't my goddamn school district made them a uniform well that's and just now, it no, no, I'm not. I, I have a choice. I'm not putting on another polo shirt. Oh, I used to. We, I was a prison. We had we we were allowed to either wear polo shirts or shirt and tie, Ugh. and I hated both. And I vowed I'd never wear a polo shirt again because I just look like a dork in it. Polo I, shirt, I look like an idiot in polo like, shirts. I look cute in like a polo shirt and jeans, but I will not wear them. I don't even own a pair of khakis. I don't wear those anymore. Either I can't wear khakis. They drive me insane. Because no, I, I don't. Them to school. No, I just don't want to look like a dad. Oh, well. <laughs> no offense to the dads out there, but that's a dad uniform. Well, if you're not a dad and like polo shirts, you start dressing like a dad at your age, people might assume you're. A oh dad. no, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, boots and jeans, man. That's about all. Boots, jeans, and t-shirts. I'm a grunt. My dad wears boots, jeans, and t-shirts. Yeah, because your dad's cool. <laughs> your dad's gearhead. He's cool. Oh man. So now he has to train him in the fine art of hitting on women. Yep. But he won't and let. It's like a Miyagi montage scene. But he, but he, he won't let him hit on the girls Not like yet. by himself. He has to like wingman him the whole way. He has to, yeah. And Steve Carell, he's like, "There's one for you, right over there." And he's like, "Okay, let's go over." And it, it was this Marissa Tomei scene, or that's later. That oh no, that's when he lets him fly by himself. Yeah. He's just like, "No, no, you're ready. You're ready, pal." You got to get me through this because I've only seen this the one time. I, yeah, I've only seen it a couple of times. And like, yeah, he goes over and he goes to introduce himself and he's like, no, you don't come in yet. Like he like misses right. you. And he's like, this is my friend Cal. Cal, sit with her for a while. And then he like completely. Oh, he goes, up. I'm going to go get drinks. Cal, just keep an eye on her for me. You know, keep her busy. And he just walks away and he's just, let's see how he does. And Cal is a bumbling fool. He's talking about. Like his his name is from um, McClintock or some shit or he just I, crashes and burns. He's, he he's saying, talking about like his parents having like, sex or something. Oh, weird. this this is a show from back in the seventies, and she's like, this girl's like born in like the nineties, and she's like, oh no, it's like the scene in Night Out when Michael Scott is trying to hit on the girls yeah. in the bar with Ryan, and he's like, oh, Back to the Future. I've never heard of that movie. You should take a film education course. Oh, how has she never heard of Back to the Future? That's that's one of the worst written lines in Office history. <laughs> it makes no sense. I've never heard of that movie. Everybody knows that movie. So, Raise your hand if you've never heard of Back to the Future. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, they made it a musical. Kill us all. Ah, no, good? no, I don't care. I don't. I don't need a Back to the Future musical because I'm a goddamn adult and I don't like musicals. And that movie's perfect. Stop touching my stuff. There's plenty of shitty movies that the you can make. Musical was really. I went really to the good. Beale, I was at the opening of it. The, the second time it opened, it's excellent. It's better than the movie because it fixes all the plot holes. So there you go. But Back to the Future doesn't have any plot holes. Back to the Future. Neither did Legally Blonde, and it, the musical is still better than the movie. But it's a bubbly thing. Back to the Future is not designed for a musical. You're right. It's a film. It's not. It's a film. That's like saying, let's make Casablanca the musical. No, we're good. Thanks. Groundhog Day. Again, it's kind of goofy, so you can get away with it. Okay. I still don't think it. I mean, 
it, it's a, it depends on the concept. Back to the Future. Would you accept a Ghostbusters musical? Fuck no. <laughs> that can fuck now, right off. How I don't the, even like children being Ghostbusters. How well, is the I, Ghostbusters goofiness different than the Groundhog Day goofiness? Though? Again, these are both sci-fi films. You also notice? And they kind of work. Like, I really, I just... I see. Okay. No, no, no. There's this a is, certain, there's a certain flavor to it. Like, Mrs. Doubtfire works as a musical. Because yeah, it's queer. Because... No, because it's like he's dancing in there anyway. He's he's dancing to fucking James Brown throughout that movie. We are saying the same thing. I'm, I'm just saying, you're the only musical number is Johnny Be Good and whatever ZZ Top was playing in Part Three. You're right. Let's get over. Let's get over this. You're we right. gotta get back to Crazy that Stupid Love. That one didn't love. need to be a musical. Crazy Stupid Love could be a musical. Crazy Stupid Love yeah. might be better as a musical. It could it could work as a musical. So where are we in this film? He um, Ryan Gosling just went home. Steve Carell flubbed his first time out on the uh, on the pitch there. Yes, but there's a montage. There's another montage. And in between the montage, like, the mm. kid's like, Dad's going out a lot. And Mom's like, oh, that's cool. It's not cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's all, like, she's all bent out of shape because she's like, wait, your dad's going out? Yeah, he looks a lot better these days, but he's not happy. Yeah, and, and I love that. David that's a great Lindhagen one. David Lindhagen comes into the office, and he's, like, trying to talk to Robbie. And Robbie's like, so, you broke up my parents' marriage. That, no, what he does is such a power move. This little kid, because he doesn't realize that Robbie's there at first. He's just like, hey, how's it going, Emily? Um, and he just turns around in his chair like do- like freaking uh, Dr. Evil all or of a something. sudden. And he's just like, and he doesn't even say it. He just glares and he's like, this is my son, Robbie. And she's saying it like he- Robbie has no idea what's going on. Robbie was there for this conversation. Oh, yeah. He heard the name. And he's just like. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I'll be right back, Robbie. You just stay here." And then he, um, what's his? I keep saying, "What's his last David name?" David Lindhagen. I, I keep wanting to say David Lindelof. Lindelof. <laughs> yeah, the guy made Lost. Okay. <laughs> I think it, I think it was David Lindelof. Um, and when the mom leaves, he kind of like looks around the corner, looks back, goes in, and sits down on the couch, which is really low, and is like, "So, Robbie, how's it going?" He goes. And Robbie just boosts. He's in like a swivel chair, hits the button to make it go higher, so he's like a foot taller than Kevin Bacon. Play this guy was played by Kevin fucking Bacon. Yes, he was. And uh, he's just like so. Dave, uh, David, David Lindhagen, Lindhager, Lindhagen, whatever. <laughs> That's my favorite. Just like whatever. My dad's gonna win my mom back. You know that, right? You're not gonna break him up. And then he just takes the picture of his parents, puts it on the desk, and is just like, and that's all. And she's like, come on, Robbie, time to go home. And he's like, just looks him over and walks the fuck and out. Goodbye. He owned this man. Dude, and he sat there until they left the room yep. because he just got owned by a 13-year-old child. Yep, just a boy. I'm telling you, Jonah Bobo is he's stellar in this role. I love this kid. He's so fucking funny. And then, but he's also fucking up because he keeps doing these giant grandiose things to win Jessica. But first, he gets in trouble in school. He gets in trouble in school. Wait, first we have to we have to talk about the bar where where Steve Carell Cal finally gets to fly on his own. Oh, that happens now. Yes, that oh, okay. happens now. Steve Carell finally gets to fly on his own. Ryan Gosling is like, "You're ready," because well, then basically Steve Carell like recites his whole like, "No, no, you tell the woman you're going home with her, and she is so happy." Which, by the way, isn't what he does. He always says, "You want to get out of here." So yeah. It is a question, which is the correct thing, by the way. 
because consent. Yeah. Anyway. Seriously. And so he's like, you're ready. And he's like, oh, I see what you did. You miyagi'd me. <laughs> and he goes over there and he's bombing with this lady with, with, with. Uh, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Just doing a terrible job. Like being very rude to her. <laughs> telling her she's boring. Well, he's trying to neg her. Yeah. And. He's not the negging type. That's Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Ryan Gosling can pull that shit. Yeah. That's like, what I mean. You know he by, doesn't mean it. But that's what I mean is a guy that looks like Ryan Gosling can get away with stuff that a guy looks I like I don't Steve. know if it's even a guy who looks like Ryan Gosling. I think it's a guy who acts like Ryan Gosling. Just like, that like, don't it's give his a fuck. Gen- his general demeanor says like, oh, it's not interesting. Like, tell me more. Yeah. Like, that's. Well, I Steve guess. Steve Carell's not doing Not for problem. nothing. Pete Davidson scores some checks and that guy should not be scoring the tens I that he gets. he's cute. He's not. I'm sorry. As a guy, he's not an attractive man. I think he's cute. He's charming. He could be charming and cute. Cute, maybe. Kind of cute. Awkward cute. Well, awkward cute is like all I get into. I But he's not handsome. Sure. He's not a handsome man. And he... Uh, I, I would say even he would agree with you on that. Oh, no. And, and that's why he had to learn to be funny. That's what ugly people do. I know. Awkward people also... When I lost my hair, I had to learn to be funny. <laughs> awkward people also learn to be funny. Oh, yeah. I was awkward. I was, I, I was also short. So I had to be funny so I didn't get my ass kicked every day at school. I, and it, oh, don't beat up the funny kid. You, you didn't have a choice. You had, to, you had to. That was your defense mechanism. You know, you had to find your place in the pride. And it was being the funny guy. Anyway, Cal's place in the pride <laughs> is not negging women. Oh, no. He's, he's, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be telling you things like you're supposed to, you're the perfect combination of sexy and cute, which I used to say to my wife. <laughs> and I'm wearing 17 layers of clothes right now. It's just all vacuum sealed in here. Everything from sweat. here down is just a swamp. Oh, and she goes home with this. She goes hard for that. She's like, you're so honest. I mean, she's a little crazy. Oh, but she should have made him take a shower. That's yeah. grody, man. But she goes for him. And then the next day at school, his son has a little meltdown in his English class and over the letter A. The scarlet letter. Or the scarlet letter. And he's like, I think A stands for asshole. And everyone who ever falls in love is an asshole. They're all assholes. And he says it like 17 times. He's like, Goody Proctor and him, they were assholes. Why? Because they fell in love and they thought it was going to work out and they died because of it. Why? Because they're assholes. Go to the principal's office. Yeah. And then they have to call in. And the mom and the dad both have to come talk to the teacher. And outside the room, they're having this little reunion. And he's he's like, I'm, I'm you know, going out. But, like, and, and there's been a montage of him taking home a lot of women. Oh, he t- nine. Nine. He bangs nine women in, like, what, four weeks, maybe? I don't know, man. It's a I'd love to know the timeline of this film. It seems like it must be kind of quick, you know? Because, I don't know. But- Hello, Lenny. He's just doing a big, tall stretch over oh. there, and now he's sitting back down. Okay. Aw. Feed you soon, bud. Like, I don't know what the timeline of this. Like, I know they get to the kids' graduation at some point. Yeah, but, but they I don't re- know what month it is. Yeah, and I that would have been helpful. Just because the thought of Steve Carell hooking up with nine women in, like... A couple of weeks, maybe. It's got. I feel like it's got to be. It's got to be quick enough for him to feel a little dead inside. Cause oh it's clearly yeah, clearly what he's feeling. He yeah, because he looks charming. He's dressing nice, and Julianne Moore is like near tears every time she sees him. Oh yeah, like, and she's like called up. him once or twice just for no reason, just to ask about the radiator. There's this one funny scene where he has a nightmare about his plants, and then he goes over there just to water <laughs> his garden at night, so no one will see him. And he's walking on the lawn in his aerated shoes. And he's watering, like, in the night hole. He's like, oh, my God. Please don't. 
He just wants to take care of his garden. No, he still loves his wife, I think, and he loves his old life. And yeah. keeping that house the way it, that was his job. Yeah, no, he, it, it's exactly what he said. He loves his garden. He loves his life. Yeah. Like, he, that's what he wants. And he she wants took to, it from him. In a way. You know, and but what pisses me off is, yes, what Julianne Moore did was atrocious. I, I never understand just going right for the cheat with never having the talk. Right? Cause she I ne- feel like it's got to be something that just happens. It, it, it must have just happened because talk to your husband. Be like, can, can can we take you to the mall and get you a suit that's two sizes smaller and get you some real I shoes? I just feel like probably when you've been living with it for that long, you probably, like, you don't even notice what's wrong. Like, I don't you're know. just like, you stop trying. That's such a nuclear option is cheating, though. I, I, I am, it I don't It probably like, didn't seem like an option. They were probably, like, just in an office and all of a sudden there lunch. was, like, a char- They were at lunch. They were and at there lunch. was just this charge. Yeah. And I imagine she just, like, snapped. I guess it's. I guess it's not bu- an excuse. I'm just saying I understand logically and emotionally how it happened. Oh, I, I get that. I guess my problem was she was just so quick to just spit it the fuck out because she can't stop talking all the she's, time. She's well, she's yeah. She's awful, and it's just like talk about making something worse. It's like that's why you two ended up together. Stop because yeah. he does the yes, same goddamn exactly. thing. But they are. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we get to the part. See, this movie fucks me up. For one reason, it's very, it's not, I don't like the way it's structured. And you know what? They like keep, the whole last act is the Ryan Gosling show. Yeah. Out of, of it's sudden, a separate movie. It's a, Yeah. Cause all of a sudden he's in the, they, they cut to Hannah again and she's, it's her birthday and she's having a thing and she has been led to believe that her boyfriend is going to propose. Mm. And then instead, he asked her to be a partner at the firm. And she's like, I thought you were going to propose. And he's like, oh, wow. Like, I need more time to think about that. And then she's realizing, like, you need more time? I'm a catch. If you don't want to marry me already, like, why do I want to marry you? Wait, I don't want to marry you. And then she, like, storms out of there, walks through the... Before she storms out, she goes to one of his friends and goes, this your drink? And it's just straight gin and ice. And she's like, is this gin? Yeah, there's not like, no water in this. Yeah. And she finished. She goes, oh, I hate gin. Screw you. And she, then she starts. And then she's out. like, I will think about the job offer. <laughs> and then she goes and she goes to the bar and she's like, you. And Ryan Gosling is there and flirting with like, two wet. other women. She's like, because it was find me attractive. And she's like, do you remember me? He's like, yeah. He's like, do you still find me attractive? Yeah. She's like, you want to take me home? And he's like, yeah. And, like, she just jumps into his arms, and that's it. And he's never had someone, like, do that to him, I think. I'm sure. And I'm sure he really enjoyed it. But then they're back at his apartment, and it's she clearly doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And she he brings them both drinks, and she finishes both of them. And she hates whiskey. He makes these two... I mean, he takes his time making these old fashions. Yeah. He's sitting there with the bitters and cr- using the masher and everything. And then he brings them out. She downs it. Goes, oh, is it... I don't like whiskey. Takes his, downs his. She's like, not my drink. Just take your shirt off. <laughs> just take your goddamn shirt off. And then off. they're like, she's like, this is awkward. I don't know how this usually works. And she's like, what do you usually do? And he's like, okay, I have a move. And he's like, I work dancing. I work dirty dancing in the conversation. Well, he like, wouldn't tell her. He's like, I'm not going to tell you my move. Why would I tell you my move? Then it's my move. And he's like, fine. I work dirty dancing into the, into the conversation. And she's like, why? And he's like, you know the thing at the end, the lift, the dance move? I can do that move. She's like, no, you can't. 
And then they obviously have to do it. And so she's standing across the room. And she runs like a lunatic. I love it. I thought she was going to go through that window. I really, I'm like, this is not going to end well. I thought he was going to drop her, but then, like, he picks her up. And it's a core workout. You can tell, like, the harder job is not the man lifting the woman. It's her balancing out. Yes. And she couldn't do it. She goes to get her legs up, and he almost drops her. And then she kicks her legs up, and he's just like... in the air. And then he does that move where he pulls her down and just slides her across his body. Yep. And that was just like, she's done. She, But, like, she wasn't done because they go and they're beginning to have sex and then she's still talking because she can't stop talking yeah. because she's Cal and what's Cal and Emily's daughter. And he's never had a woman who wanted anything, like, wanted to know anything about him. They just want to fuck him. Yeah. Because he's hot. He's and, not. But she can't stop asking him questions. Yeah, no, he, they know he's not boyfriend material. The women, I think, that go home with him oh, get it. It's like they didn't believe in him. It's not they didn't believe in him. They, don't, they wanted to bang him. But, like, this is literally all Hannah does. Yeah. Like, and, you just get that sense. She's like, I know what happens in the PG-13 version of tonight. And you get the sense that her life is always the yeah. PG-13 version of tonight. But that, that scene where they're about to have sex, and she's like, just keeps asking questions and, and he's shit. like, I bought a massage chair for no reason. And she's like, shut up. Can I use it? Can, and, can we sit no, in How it? many times have you used it? Twice. Twice. So you, th- that cost you- $2,500 how- a massage! And the next shot is her wrapped in, t- wrapped in the blanket in the so massage the chair. She's like, this is like, terrible. I hate it. <laughs> And he has no shirt on. He's just like, yeah, right. And there, and that garage is all Brookstone boxes. She's like, is this a Brookstone pillow? Oh, I always wonder what kind of guy bought, buys a Brookstone pillow. And you find out that he just like buys things off of infomercials for no reason. And he's like, I'm trying to buy happiness. It's not working. And then they have a montage of just conversations about their childhood and things like that. And she's like, ask me something personal. And finally, at the very end, she's like, okay, you're your mom. And he's like, she was beautiful and really smart, but very cold. And your dad? And he, he's basically like, he was a wimp. Like, he was really, really nice. I think he might have been too nice. Made tons of money. Made tons of money, but, like, let my mom walk all over him. And, like, and I just realized when you said it earlier that, like, when he says you remind me of someone, he meant his dad. Exactly. That's the... I, and he died, like, of a broken heart or something because the mom left. Mm-hmm. And he's like, then my dad just became a shell of a man and I ended up with all his money. And that's why I just do what I do all day. Yeah. And I don't believe in love. Or any of this shit because I've just never, no one's ever like reached out to me. Yeah, nobody's ever shown me an example of what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. And that's, and, and it, so they have this whole thing. And they, and, and she always says, she goes, in the PG 13 movie, someone just pulls a blanket over the girl because she falls asleep drunk and, and he kisses her on the cheek. He falls asleep drunk and she pulls the blanket over him and kisses him on the cheek and it's cute. <laughs> and then they're dating. Yeah. And it's, and Cal's at the bar all alone calling his friend, and he's like, where'd you go, buddy? For, like, weeks. If this is a Miyagi lesson, I'm not getting it. Yeah, he like, didn't... just being a bad friend. Oh, he was a dick. Like, at least call your... He left him, like, 20 voicemails. And then his son is like, you need to give me something to believe in, Dad, because I've made another go-for-broke attempt at a girl, and it's not working. <laughs> oh, by the way, meanwhile, the babysitter's in love with Cal. Oh, God, this is the storyline I was having a problem with. Um, and I mean, that so happens. she goes up to a girl in school, and she's like, Madison... You sleep with, like, a lot of older guys, right? Like, adult men. And she's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, how do you get them to see you not as, like, a little kid? And she's like, well, I have a really big rack. You don't have a really big rack. And she's like, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. And she, I forget what she tells us. She's like, oh. She goes, take a naked photo. And send it. And, and sh- make this face. And she makes basically an O face. Yeah. And she's like, to make this face. And, and she goes, stop like, doing oh, that. Oh, my God. Stop. And she, 
And she's like, he won't see you as a little kid after that. And so she takes pictures of herself on a digital camera oh, yeah. with the timer. And it's so weird. And then she slides them into an envelope that she has marked with glitter with the words cow. And, and like, girl, hearts. that's not how you make it less childish. And then her mother finds it in her drawer. And just shows it. To her father that, without saying what the, the fuck you take. I'm a, you're about to see nude pictures of your daughter. I have a feeling that this woman has been characterized the entire time as just like the worst dude. If I would be like, what's this? And I was like, I would think it's from Cal because he doesn't think he's watching TV, so he just like opens the letter without like looking at it at all, and oh, then he like, looks crushing. at what's on the paper, and he's like, and then he looks up at his daughter, and then he turns the envelope over, and I'm like, that's none of that is the order that these events should oh, have happened. That was in. so crushing. It's like, why would you do that? Like, at least warn him because no, no, no. that's it's his baby, and now he's seeing a seventeen year old baby naked. naked in a sexual and way. You cannot undo that. Like, you're a terrible fucking mother. You are a monster of a human being. Ugh. Anyway, so he's running out the door. In well, the not meantime, yet. In the meantime. In the meantime, what's happening over at the, the Weaver's house is that to give his son something to believe in romantically, because he's finally had the talk and yep. feeling like I'm in love, and it's sad, and it doesn't work, and you got to give me some inspiration. Give me some inspo here, Dad. And so Dad's like, I'm going to set up a cute little mini golf course in the backyard, because we always used to go mini golfing together, and that's where we went on our first date. And, um... So he goes over there, and he finally gets a call back from his friend. From, uh, from, from, from Gosling. Jason. Jacob. 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 And he's like, yeah, so sorry. Like, I didn't get your voicemails. Like, I am in love. It's the real deal. I, I'm in a relationship. I'm going to meet the mother right now. It's They're picking wine. out wine. They're picking out wine. He's like, well, I'm proud of you, and we'll have to talk about this soon or something, and I, I'd love to meet her. And then you come to find out that... <laughs> Well, first, Steve Carell has set up a fake miniature golf uh, windmill. A fake mini golf windmill in the backyard. It's super cute. And the mom is being blindfolded by the son and brought into the backyard as a surprise. And she still has the blindfold on. And then you see Emma Stone walk in. And she's like, hi, hi, mom, hi, cutie, hi. And she knows everybody's name. And And she still has the blindfold on. Up until this point in the movie, you don't know that she is their daughter. Yeah. Because they've been saying, oh, Nana called. Nana. Yeah. And this then, was the problem I had with yeah, the it was Yeah, it was a cheat. It was stupid. And it should have been called out way earlier. Or it should have been like an easier, like, it should have been like. There's for, no way you would ever, ever no. would have guessed this. Well, you just pick a different name. Literally, like, you pick, like, Margaret, and, and, and as an adult, she goes by, like, Peg. Maggie. But, like, as a kid, they called her Peg or something. Yeah. Something like that. Like, one of those wildly different names. Yeah, and she said, she called herself. Nana, because she when couldn't she... say her H's. What yeah. baby can't say their H's? So she used to call herself Nana when she was. And little. you don't say an N when you can't say an H. Yeah, it was really, it was really stupid. And the only thing, the only other thing that would give it away is the mom has red hair too. That's it. Like, it there was, and there was, it was just such a shoehorned plot line that didn't need to be there. I loved the two plot lines coming together. I thought it was really funny. I thought that the crumbs could have been sprinkled it, much better. It should have been telegraphed slightly better. Yes. Like, just give me some clues, but I, I wouldn't have caught it on the first watch. Like, just like, yeah, it should have been one of those, like, those names that you, you forget yeah. are related. Because there's literally no clues. You, there's not a picture to be seen, nothing. I mean, he doesn't walk past a shelf and see, like, another daughter. He never talks about his other daughter. Yeah, no, it should have been like they call her Meg at home, yeah. and she goes by Maggie. Yeah, at law school. Yeah. So, don't see we didn't talk about Marissa Tomei at, when 
when, during the parent- oh my god that's right the teacher is ro- the teacher he banged marissa tomei is robbie's teacher robbie's teacher was like blah 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 <coughs> was oh man the one calling them in and they were having this reunion conversation is once they got in there the teacher was the first woman he banged, and he said he'd call her, and he never did, and she's being passive-aggressive about it the entire time, and then she has a meltdown bigger than Robbie's she goes, in front of the whole school. Oh, in front of all the parents. Yeah. It's parent-teacher night when she does that. So the, and they the basically have, like, yeah, I banged nine women in front of the whole school. Before, I had only had sex with you, and now I've had sex with nine women. So now everybody and, knows yeah. their shit. Oh, God. And then she just gets in the car. She's like, fuck off, dude. And she drives away. And he's just standing there. And the, then it starts raining, and he just goes, cliche. <laughs> that that was, I was like, yep, that's a Ryan, that's a Ryan, uh, Dan Fogelman line. Because he is, everything he does is cliche. And then, um, I think that's why the kid is like, you got to try to win her back. That's, that's, that's what led to that. And they go to Home Depot, and he builds up a mini golf windmill for yeah. her. So now that it's, it, the point is, this is the crazy scene. Yeah. So Cal is like not sure what he's seeing and neither is Jason, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. neither is Jacob. He's like, what's this? I, and she's like, hi dad. He's like, who's Nana? And she's like me. I couldn't say my ages when I was little. He's like, you're, this is the girl you're dating. This is no break up right now. And she's like, you two really know each other. What's happening? And I love the mom. She takes the net, the blindfold off. She's like, Oh, he's cute. He is cute. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a scumbag. <laughs> and they're fighting, and he's like, I'm about to fight you. Break up. She's like, Daddy, what? And then, what happens next? Then, oh, that's Jessica's father Jessica's comes running in. father comes running in to beat him up, and then... Beat the him kid, up. He fucking linebackers this dude to the ground. He takes the, the thing off the windmill. The mom's like, if this, if this is a skit, <laughs> I'm not getting it. He tries to beat him with the windmill. <laughs> and then... The, the boy is like, what's happening? It's your dirty pictures of my daughter. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? And the kid's like, dirty pictures. And she, he's the one you're in love with. Oh, that was crushing. And then the dad turns around and he's like, wait, you're in love with Jessica? <laughs> and, and it's just like, this whole thing. And you're in love with me? What? And poor Steve Carell is just like, what the hell just happened to my and life? Then, and then, just when you think it's over... Who should show up but David Lindhagen? Kevin Bacon! And everybody turns, and they're like, who are you? And he goes, I'm David Lindhagen. And all at once, all of the men are like... And they're all like, let's get... Ryan Gosling cracks his neck, and he's like, all right, what do you think you're doing to my boy? And he goes, started beating up on him, and Steve Carell is like, you're burning my daughter! You're having sex with my daughter! And then the dad... Jessica's dad is Bernie. like, you're having sex with my daughter! And then... It's just the four of them in a Kel hug. David Lindhagen is like, I don't even know you! <laughs> I don't even know you, people! <laughs> and then the next scene is the cops are there! They're, all... they're all sitting on a bench! And he's like, which one of you... The cops are like, which one of you is David Lindhagen? He's got peas on his... Frozen peas like on his me. face. And they're like, you get out of here. <laughs> no, everybody else... Like, everybody can leave. You're free to go, Whatever. And he just like, and they just look at, everybody looks at David like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he just like, I'm going to go. Yeah. And uh, then Robbie kind of stares at his dad. And he, and, and, and no, like, no, no, first Jacob and the sister leave. Because um, uh, the dad is like, you will never have my approval. And it's like very King Triton. Oh, yeah. And, but to be fair. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair, dude. You're friends I'd probably be worried about my daughter getting VD. <laughs> For real. Okay. He's, They've been dating for a month. 
He landed a girl every night that Steve Carell hung out with him. That was weeks. That dude has something. Maybe he, he maybe he's being safe. I don't know, man. There's safe and there's just ugh. He's got sewage crotch. <laughs> it's gross. Maybe he uses condoms Oof. regularly. He better laminate that thing. Laminate. <laughs> anyway, this is not an important conversation. So Robbie's looking at his dad, just completely destroyed, Betrayed. and not he's that just like, dad's fault. he's like, hey, and it was weird because Steve Carell walks up to his son with a smile and he's like, "How you doing, son?" He's like, "You should just go home, dad." Yeah. And it's just like they're at his home. That's the hardest part of that line. He's just like, okay. And then the next scene is they're at Robbie's eighth grade graduation. And no, there's a few scenes in between there? there. And like they're like it's it's then it's there's Jacob so many trying disjointed to call scenes. Pal. That's he's like right. your son, your kids really miss you. I've That's been hanging right. out with them. Like just he's like almost replacing him in a weird Not re- way. I think Not replacing him. He's just like kind of filling. He's in. living the life that he's he misses. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, I wish you could be, you know, here as part of this because yeah. everyone thinks you belong here. And then he goes to the graduation, and he misses his friend. But he's yes, he misses his friend and his father figure. Yes. in a weird and like. Even though he was the father figure for Steve Carell. It reminds him of his father. Yeah. So. And he's just like, I just want to make you the man my dad could never be. Yeah. And it's and he he's meets like, him if at I had known better. Yeah, because he meets him at the bar after Steve Carell just pissed off that waitress who spits in his shot. Yep. <laughs> and he yeah, goes, she he drinks spits. The, oh, yep, yep, she's spitting it. She spit. <laughs> she's spitting spit. it. <laughs> and uh he hasn't been um, what's his name? Brian Gosling like hasn't been drinking. Yep. He's got his shit together and he's just like Basically tells him, like, you're my dad figure. Like, I wanted the best for you because I loved you. You're a good guy. And I didn't want to see that happen to you, too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it, it's a very sweet scene because the bar is completely empty. It's like 2.30 in the afternoon. And he's still like, you'll never be good enough for her. And he's like, I, I respect that. Yeah. And he's I, like, if you if you weren't saying that, you know, you're a dad. Of course you are. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a really good scene. And, and then that's when it goes to the graduation. And he sits apart from the whole family. He's in the back. I don't even know if they know he's there. No, and Ryan Gosling's sitting with the family, and he's like, I can't go over. And then the only seat, and there's, like, no seat open for him, even. And his son is the one who has to give the speech. And he's giving this whole speech about how love is... I mean, to be fair, this family takes over this fucking graduation. They're they're just the main characters. It just sucks. Like, I'd be so pissed if I was the other parents in this situation. I'd be like, what the... You know, my kid's graduating, and I got to hear about your kid being pissed off. I've been hearing off. about your drama all year. Seriously, parent-teacher night, this whole thing, you're the town gossip at this point. Enough! And Kind of is like the Scarlet Letter. His son's given his speech about love is bullshit, none of this is real, you know, I've watched it deteriorate, and I don't believe in any of this, so life, life's like, basically meaningless. My son's forgetting, and this isn't my son because my son believes in love, and yeah. I believe in love. And then he tells the story about how he found his love in, in front middle of this school. Is, in front of the whole school, he's telling the story. Yeah. And he's basically saying, you know, like, you can love someone while hating someone. Yep. You can be with someone for years and not love them. You could be with someone for five minutes and love them forever, you know? He's like, love is crazy, and it's stupid, and it's love. Yeah. And that's the movie. And he kind of has this conversation with his wife outside. And the two of them, they don't really get back together, but... It's it's implied. It's an implied together. Yeah. And and 
But again, this whole family takes over this fucking graduation. Really, it's just it's their it's their time to shine. And then we, he was the salutatorian. It wasn't even the valedictorian speech. I've never even heard of that. It's the second in place. It's a thing. I never heard of it. I think we only had a valedictorian. Well, we had like four thousand kids, so we had a valedictorian, a salutatorian, a few different people giving speeches. It was a whole thing. We also had a short graduation. They got us in and out. It was, was pretty the, great. We were in the tower theater. It was pretty. Oh, wow. We yeah. were in the school gym. I mean, the school theater. Oh, don't eat it. Baby girl. Oh. You had that in your mouth. Yes, yeah, you will. So the uh, then you get that. Re- this is the scene that really is I, I don't know what they were thinking with this scene, the Robbie Jessica scene. Yeah, they didn't need to include this. This was wrong. This was this was Jeff. So basically, Robbie's standing there, and he's he tell he at the end of his speech, he's he st- going to stand. He still goes, "I don't care, Jessica. I still love you." And it's like, oh ha ha ha! And, and the whole audience is laughing. She smiles and she thinks it's cute, and she's like, "All right, I'm over it. It's fine." And she sees him outside, and she goes up to him, and no, he goes up to her, and he goes. I'm sorry I made you feel uncomfortable all those times. And he goes to shake hands and with her. And he's just like, I figure in a few years I'll look like my dad. You like him. And then I'll come for you, I think he says. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, dude. That's And she's that's like, aggressive. that's not a bad plan. And then, what does she hand him? She hands him the envelope that's marked Cal. Which, by the way, how did she get that back? A digital camera. She probably oh, reprinted those God, pictures. Right. So now there's two sets of those nudie photos. And she goes, this will get you through high school. Good God, man. Dude. You just handed a child nude photos of yourself. A 13-year-old boy. Have a guy, have that. All I'm saying is switch genders on that and tell me that's a cute scene again. It's no, I don't. It's I not a cute scene when women are doing it. I didn't to, think it was cute. I thought it was weird. Oh, it's a, it's disgust. It, it's, it, and it's at the very tail end of the film. And it's, and he just looking at the pictures like. And then she kisses him on the cheek. Like, it's like, look, look, if Wh- this happened to you in real life and you, have fond, you have fond <laughs> memories of it, good for you. I, I don't hate upon your situation. I could never understand it. I wasn't there. The optics of putting this in a film? Bad. Don't yeah. do it. Never do it. I'm so sorry we can't talk about this you like that. You almost stuck the landing, crazy stupid It's love. just, it's not, it's not something. It's fucking awkward, bud. It is a slippery slope. It was gross. It was gross. It was, yeah. And it was she yucky. kisses him on the cheek, yucky. basically leads him on, walks away, and then gives him the little cutesy bootsy look over the shoulder like, you may have a shot with this someday. And it's just I like, mean, you can assume ugh. he'll get over it eventually if he's not stupid, but yeah. what if he's stupid? Well, he would have gotten over it if he didn't get nudie pictures of you the know, girl he wants to... Be fixated on her. Oh my God, he's going to start like a freaking shrine to this girl. And God forbid they, his parents want those pictures. Oh my God. And now there's two sets of pictures of a naked 17-year-old girl floating around this town. Yeah. It's a... It's gross. Yeah. But that's crazy stupid love, folks. It is. And, uh... I guess, uh, am I rating this first? Are you rating this first? I suggested it, so I rate it there first. There you go, go for I'm going to give this one like a seven. Okay. It's not great. It's just, it's funny. It's something to watch. It's a rom-com. It's really silly. I like the main characters. I like the actors in it. I love Steve Carell. Yeah. Ryan Gosling's really funny. Emma Stone is adorable. They're adorable together. Yeah. And I love watching Steve Carell get to play characters like this. I love the 40-year-old virgin. I love this movie. <laughs> Which, 40-Year-Old Virgin's kind of this movie, but way stupider. Because he has to learn to, 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 to... He's learning the same lesson, But also, basically. interestingly, a better movie. Oh, amazingly better movie. 
It's an amazingly better movie. But, Probably because you took the kids out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And But uh, so you're giving this a seven? Yeah, it's a seven. It's okay. a seven. I suggested it for Valentine's Day. I think it's a fun movie. It's not... I, I, to rate it any higher would be a disservice to the other films we've rated on this show. I am going to go with a seven also. Uh-huh. I was going to go eight, and then I liked I liked your little your little uh, way the way you worked that. It's, right. You're you're right. It's it's a good it's a good movie. It, it's very entertaining. Because you want to rate it higher because it's really good for what it is. I had fun with it. I just. The thing with the with the babysitter really put me off. Creepy. It made me uncomfortable. Like, it's just a gross idea. Yeah. It's sweet that he's in love with this girl. You didn't need to give him nude photos of yourself. It's if you weird. just went over, said thank you. Even just like giving a kiss on the cheek, kiss on the cheek, or even like a little peck on the lips would have been fine. Everything but the photos was a was great. Because that's out there too, and you're a woman going to Stanford for something. Yes. God forbid. Live the time of the internet. They get out there, or he gets <clears throat> petty, or I don't know. Yeah, but but she he could have just apologized. She goes thank you, and then he says in a few years, you know, I'll look like my dad. It's cute, and it she gives cute. him a kiss, yeah. and that's the end. And that would have been perfect. Fine. And I would have probably given the movie an eight. That and the Emma the um, Emma Stone thing should have been telegraphed. Give her a different name. There should have been something, some phone call, like anything that just gave it away because no one was calling. Anna Banana was the only other nickname she had, and that like, was from her boyfriend. Like, she should have been like, I should call my parents later or something in that one scene. Like, even then. Yeah, I have a brother and a sister. Or, like, when, and then when he was like, oh, and Nana called, like, it would be like, oh, you could have connected those dots. Or they could have been at his her apartment, and he picks up a picture, and he goes, uh, like, and Steve Carell's not in the picture. It's just the kids and maybe the mom. So we know. And he goes, and no, you don't have to say it. He goes, oh, you got a little brother, a little sister, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow, your mom looks just like you. That could have been the telegraphed moment. It's yep. that fucking simple. God damn it, Dan Fogelman. I'm I'm really still stuck on the names thing. I think it, that but that Nana was stupid. It should have been like yeah. something in the Margaret arena because there's a lot of names that come out of Margaret. Yeah, she could have been like Little Pearl. And I almost gave it another point for Josh Groban because according to Carly, he doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. He was in this movie. <laughs> He's a construct. But that is crazy, stupid love, it folks. Is. And next week on the show, it's my turn, and we missed Black History Month. We just, we we missed a lot of months, to be fair. <laughs> we we missed, missed most of January. We missed New Year's. We missed everything. So, to make up for it, I am suggesting a movie that was, was on my list. It's just a guilty pleasure movie of mine that I've liked since the day I rented it. I just thought it was cute. It's just, it's it's a cute, harmless little, like, fun summer movie. Ooh. It's called Roll Bounce. Rollbacks. It stars um, Little Bow Wow, Chi McBride, Megan Good, and uh, Jesse Smollett. Which one's the brother? Which one's the sister? Justice? Just, Justice ju- Smollett. Jesse. Just, Jesse's the brother? Whichever one was in Lovecraft Country. I don't know. The girl. Justice is the girl. <laughs> the sister. The sister of the Smollett. Is Jesse Smollett the one who was in the whole thing? With the, the two guys? That's said the guy. Okay. So th- this his sister's in this. I just think I think it's a I just think it's a fun light hard movie with a dope soundtrack. It's all like really good seventies music. It, it it's a roller skating movie. It's it, it's it's just people roller skating and dancing and having a weird summer. Exciting and it, it it's fun. It's just a fun movie. So 
Next week on the show, we are going to do Roll Bounce. Fun. So until then, I have been Adam Mock. I have been Melanie Weir. And we just made you watch. A podcast. See you next time, folks. See you.